Jeremiah 31, and look at verse 34. Actually, I'll start in verse 33. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their minds. I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's internalized grace that causes us to obey. That's, that's what he's talking about. No more, verse 34, shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. Now look at this new covenant promise. It's right there buried at the end of verse 34. For I will forgive their iniquity, and this is what justification does, and their sin I will remember no more. You see, God chooses through justification. Remember, I, I brought this up before. Forgiveness is a reminder that when God releases us from our sin through the justifying work of Christ, another doctrine that we'll look at after a while, that God remembers the record of our sins no more. Justification means that the penalty is on another and the record that I even committed it has been removed. God, look, look what verse 34 says, and their sin I will remember no more. That's the work of Christ on the cross. God has forgotten all my sins. Once they're forgiven, he remembers them no more. Once they are paid for, there is not a continuous need for another payment, another payment, another payment. That's, that's what the, the blasphemy is of the perpetual offering of bloodless sacrifices at the front of every Roman Catholic church is about. It's a re-crucifixion of Christ. If you read what they're doing in the Mass, that's why a, a born-again believer should never participate in any way with a Mass. I've been to Roman Catholic services. I've been to Roman Catholic weddings. I've been to Roman Catholic funerals. And when they have everybody stand up and come to the front and have them da 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 da, -da and do that, no. I'll, I'll come and honor the person that's being married or buried, but I will not dishonor Christ in the process. And for a born-again Christian to participate in the re-crucifixion of Christ, the book of Hebrews says, is blasphemous. So, so that's why there's a Protestant Reformation. We protest the re-crucifixion of Christ, which goes on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, around this planet 24-7 in every Roman Catholic church. They have continuously offered masses, which is re-crucifying Christ, who died once to accomplish this. Their wickedness, their sins, their iniquities, I will remember no more. I forgive them. But the book of Hebrews Chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10 says, By one sacrifice forever, God has forgotten all my sins. Now, how does God apply that? Let's go to the book of Romans real quickly. Because if we're going to confess the wonder of forgiveness, it has each of these elements. And Romans chapter 8 is the next one. And if you're marking these down, you should have down, God said all my sins are gone. Psalm 103, God says, I'm as white as snow in his sight, Isaiah 1. 
Jeremiah 31, God has forgotten all my sins. And now look at what Romans chapter 8 says. Romans chapter 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. No, in fact, the reformers put it this way, no condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him my living head. That's what we confess tonight. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What that means is Jesus will never condemn me for my sin. He will not someday at, at the judgment pull up this exhibit and go, Exhibit A, look at that, what you did. Because there's no record. That's why he can't condemn us. He is going to measure the proportion of our life that we surrendered to be cultivated to bring glory to him. It's almost like uh, a huge field. When we get saved, we have this huge field, and there's weeds and rocks and everything, and the Lord is sanctifying. That means he's clearing, he's piling the rocks, he's pulling up the weeds, he's plowing, he's working, he's planting and getting more and more of our life under cultivation to bring glory to him. And at the judgment seat of Christ, the amount of our, of our lives that was cultivated to glorify him, that was sanctified, that was brought under his control, he is going to bring that to our attention. But he's not going to condemn us for our sin. Why? He can't. Why? Because there's no record of it. That's, how, that's why the angels couldn't believe what was happening on the cross, that God was punishing Christ and erasing the record as every sin was placed on him. They were watching the record of that sin forever being removed. I mean, we have forever to think about what happened. How a perfect, just, holy God could have in one six-hour period an eternity of payment necessary compressed into the crushing load that Jesus felt. But the result of that is, in forgiveness, each of us go from being hopelessly offending God and stained by our sin to the complete peace of knowing. Number one, that God said all my sins are gone as far as the east is from the west. Not north from south, east from west. Never to be run into again. I'm as white as snow in his sight. He looks on us, not as we are, but as we shall be in Christ. Perfect. He sees us white as snow. Thirdly, he's forgotten our sins. Not only does he declare they're gone, there's no record of them. And finally, he promises, Romans 8.1, he'll never condemn us for our sins we need to experience what the scriptures often declare. God is a God who offers complete forgiveness. Now, humans, we don't completely forgive because we have tremendous memories. And, and try as we must, you know, it, sooner or later, someone will remind us enough times that we bring up again and rehash. That's why it says love doesn't keep an accounting of wrongs that have been done against it. True love doesn't. And only Christ has that true love. But we long to be forgiving like he has completely forgiven us. Forgiveness, nothing matters more to anyone who has ever sinned. And God says we've all sinned. 
And one moment before we draw our very last breath, only one thing will matter more than anything else. You know what that is? Whether we're dying forgiven or unforgiven. Religion says don't worry whether or not you're forgiven because you'll have another chance. Uh, you know, there can be atoning sacrifices offered for you and somebody else's merits can count for you. But Jesus said, before you die, make sure that you know that all of your sins are on me and by one sacrifice forever, I have paid the price of those sins. The peace that we can have one moment before dying is available on a daily basis.